This is a SABC Disability 360 feature on 5FM. Brought to you by the SABC Foundation. We have Mary, who is the winner of Ambassadorship Award. Mary, thank you so much for joining us on the on the weekend playdate. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be having this conversation with you. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Mary, so it's uh, International Disability Awareness Day today, the 3rd of December. And it's, um, it's a day that hasn't been recognized for, for too long. Only in 1992 it was something that was started. What does, what does um, this kind of awareness internationally mean to you as far as um, creating and promoting understanding for people with disabilities? Perfect question. Wow. Um, so for me, what I've come to learn with the journey that I have been uh, experiencing in terms of learning what disability is, you know, in terms of learning other people and what we call physical challenges, but also categorized in a box called disability so that we understand that with this name, this person will actually need extra, extra help or special treatment. Mm-hmm. That's basically why we are put into labels or descriptions. They're never actually to the make us feel less, but to actually know that we are trying to understand how to accommodate you, called reasonable accommodation. So basically, before understanding disability, to me, it came off as a word that just tells me this person is unable, they're disfigured, they're messed up, they're just helpless situation. That's what I thought, you know? Yeah. But when I got to actually get on a leadership program with disability newspaper where I'm, um, I'm doing a leadership program as a journalist, awesome. I got to know that actually... It's people with physical challenges that actually can do same things like the regular full-body able person. So I personally, I am classified under disability because of my eyesight. I am short-sighted, right? Mm-hmm. So that is classified as a disability and also because of my albinism. Then when I had an opportunity to meet this great, fantastic six of students who were chosen to represent the newspaper and the leadership program, I came across this woman who was in a wheelchair, and I thought, oh, my gosh, she's in a wheelchair, and she had like a helper. And then the next guy had, like, um, prosthetic legs, and I thought, oh, my God, okay. Then the other guy next to me had albinism, so I thought, oh, since he's got albinism, probably him and I, it's just the eyesight, that's it, so we were right. Then there was this other girl that walked in. Uh, these are my colleagues. She's, like, um, extremely, extremely overweight, what you would call obese, like a description in South Africa to understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, this girl, how could she? Not, not really thought, but then she walked very, very slow in a term that you would think, if you saw her up close because of the appearance, you would think, did she really, really eat herself to that extent where she would actually not even be able to walk? And, you know, not knowing the situation at that time, or just wondering who was going on. Yes. And then the, the, the fifth person had, like, he, 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 when he stands, he can't stand up straight. His back, his back is a bit bent over. I'm not sure what that disability is called, but it's something to do with his spinal cord. Yes. So basically, as we sat there, and then our, our editor said, saying it's time for us to become comfortable with ourselves. He talked about it a bit like, it wasn't something like an issue. He was very calm to say, oh, you've got pathetic legs. Well, what's happening? Tell me your story in a very nice way. And then people said sharing. So starting with the girl that I explained to say has obese, she said, I look big. And when you see me, you just see a fat girl. But actually, I'm not fat. I didn't eat my way to the top. I have what you call cushion syndrome. Mm-hmm. Cushion syndrome is where you're born with this disability that whatever you do when you don't eat food, Whatever you put into your body turned into fat. The doctor said she was going to die at the age of six, but today she turned 30 years old. 
and it's been a very, very difficult process. So other people being able to share, I'm in a wheelchair because I had an accident at six years old and I've been here and I can do this. I have to, uh, I have to always go to the toilet every two seconds because my bladder is a mess. The guy with the legs said, I, I was, I had legs, you know, I was playing a soccer game, got into a car accident and they had to put, they actually cut off my legs without my acknowledgement. Hmm. But hearing these people talk about these different things, I was like, What's going on? I am here sitting, saying my eyesight, my albinism, and these people have been to hell and back, and they are still here with me, and they are great people, actually independent, before even coming to this program. So basically what I was open-minded to on that particular day, that it's not about the physical appearance. It's about the ability of the person. So basically the question you asked me, what does this mean? For me, what I've learned right now is that it, it means that it's a, it's a platform for us to actually understand each other, to include each other, to know that as human beings, we are going to come in different forms. But it's not the appearance that needs you to define what that person is capable of or not, or how you should relate to them or not. It's about finding out that we are in an environment where we are going to be living around people, we meet people every day, and we don't know anything about them, so we act a certain way, and it comes off as disrespect, as discrimination, as rude, as conflict, but it's because we are uninformed. Yes. Which also brought me to the fact that it's actually great the fact that I've discovered that disability is not a bad label. It's actually a, a, a description that says, listen, you need to get from A, B, C, and D. For you to get there, you have a particular way that you need to be taken care of. Example, I have legs today. I'm fully able to. I get a car accident and I become wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. I have a wheelchair. I can still go to the mall. But if the mall has, has um, a pavement and doesn't have a ramp for my wheelchair to go, then the environment is disabling me. Not that I am disabled and I am a problem. No. The, the environment becomes a problem. So it's small things that people don't know that when you go to a parking lot, there's a sign that has a little chair. That means that particular space is for somebody in a wheelchair because when they come with their car, they have to help themselves out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the toilet, there are those signs that teach us those things. So basically, it's all about getting to know each other because what happens with life and what I've come to learn from my own knowledge is that we only have information that we have been told about the next person. We do not personally learn about how to accommodate or include the next person into our life. So, One particular example. So you, you would okay? say, so you would say uh, essentially that people with disabilities, each one of them has a story to tell. And with society being uh, prejudiced, you, you'll look at somebody and you, you'll maybe make an assumption instead of asking them and finding out what their story is. Like you said, um, you, you made a few assumptions yourself when you were in the room with the with the other journalists. Is it is it something that you think uh, people with disabilities need to be having conversations? Because I feel it's it might be unfair. Like. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. This is how I am, and I'm and I'm getting on with my life. I don't owe you a story in order to be treated like an equal. So it's it. I almost feel that uh, able-bodied people need to stop the prejudice and and stop thinking in a certain way that people with disabilities are lesser, and and then and just know that they have different needs that need to be um, that need to be facilitated and need to be taken care of so that they can go around living their lives. Well, um, that, that could be one way, but I, I personally, personally see it in a different way. It's more of, and I'll explain why I say that, because as, um, 
as a woman that I am at your interview, I never had the access to be able to learn the foundation of literacy, you know, reading and writing until the age of 25. So basically, I understand there's knowledge and there's wisdom. So what I have come to acquire is stuff that I've seen visually, and that's how I'm able to speak like this. So one thing I've learned in terms of my own life experience with albinism and what I've come to learn about disability, it's that it's a human, every human being's responsibility to be informed personally. As I'm talking to you, the fact that you stay on this earth and you stay around people, you are going to encounter all kinds of people, and it's your responsibility to, to, to take um, action in knowing stuff for your own personal communication with different people. Mm-hmm. What do I mean? Let's say, for example, you are driving, and a person with, uh, who's literally blind has a dog, and they're crossing the street with the dog. You don't know what that dog means. You don't know if that dog is literally a pet or is that dog actually their guide. There are those guys who have the walking stick. You don't know what the walking stick is, so you don't want to bump into them and it becomes a court case or this and that. So basically what happens is that we as individuals have information that we are given towards others. Yes, people with disabilities are angry, people with disabilities don't have to talk to. That's what we are told. But as a human being person, you need to understand that something that doesn't affect you must also concern you because you are part of this earth. You are part of this world. It will come to you. It will come to your family. It will come into your life because we, we are all of all ethnic groups. Just mm-hmm. like albinism. It's not a black thing. We come from every genetic creation. Mm-hmm. A disability. People are born without a disability, but they get into life circumstances, and then they get bound to deal with situations they didn't expect. So you don't want to be that person that does not want to understand the guy with the wheelchair, and then tomorrow you have to deal with a neighbor or a friend or yourself being in the wheelchair, and then you become self-angry because you never learned, and you thought, ah, not me. No, mm-hmm. it's very important as individuals to do that because what I've also learned to understand is that as human beings, only we, we can unite personally by allowing our hearts to know things that you need to know because you're part of this world, not because they don't concern you, or it's not your sister, it's not your friend, it's not your aunt. No, it's within the life that you're building. So you need mm-hmm. to know about it because there are people who are deaf, they can't hear. Are you saying the next time you come across a deaf person, that's it, you can't talk because you don't know the language? No, you have to find a way to communicate with that person. They're here, you're here. They're not going anywhere. There's more of everything, not less. This is Regina Mary, who is the winner of the Ambassadorship Award and who is living with albinism. This SABC Disability 360 feature was brought to you by the SABC Foundation. For more disability content, visit SABC Disability 360 on Facebook or follow at SABC Disability on Twitter.